Oh, hi. This is Todd Workoven. You might recognize me from such podcasts as the one you're listening to now. Anyway, I'm recording this after we recorded the show because we did a really fantastic, really funny show for about 30 or 40 minutes when we realized that our uh, control board crashed and the memory card did not work or record anything that we had done. So instead of trying to re-record the whole thing and make it sound spontaneous, which never works, we just sort of picked up our conversation and reviewed a little bit of what we talked about and tried to manage to get as much show as we could out of it. So sorry for the short show, but sometimes it happens. We've done almost 300 episodes between Portland at the Movies and the Mark and Todd cast, and it's only the second time we've ever lost a show, so I guess it's bound to happen sometime. And it's a bummer it happened because it was a really, really funny show that we all were actually having a really good time doing, so hopefully we brought that spirit to the rest of the show, so enjoy. Thanks. A movie truly made to be experienced in 240p for free on YouTube. We watched Moment of Truth, Why My Daughter, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. <laughs> because it's quite understandable that at a time like this, you might question how our Heavenly Father could have allowed such a terrible thing to happen. Never more true <laughs> has anything been said more than that. Hello, my name is Todd Workover, and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. I am joined, as always, by Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? Brian. Oh. <laughs> and Brian. Uh, we're well. Yeah, uh... We have so much to talk about now. We do, and and thankfully we're joined by Brian, the Unipiper Kid, to uh, have this discussion. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I liked your first intro better, where you just cut <laughs> Mark out. <laughs> yes, this is the second go at recording this episode. We were a good 40 minutes into uh, an actually a surprisingly fun and jovial and hilarious uh, discussion. Articulate. Articulate, <laughs> brainy, handsome discussion uh, of the uh, 1993 movie Moment of Truth, Why My Daughter, which aired on NBC. Why my daughter? Why my daughter? Why? Let's eat, Grandma. Why my daughter? Let's eat, Grandma. And during that jovial discussion, we looked over and our board was not recording any of it. Or at least we thought we it had got cut off. It, had, it experienced an error and, uh, and failed. It didn't just run out of memory. It ran out of will to live. Listening to our discussion on Why My Daughter, a movie starring no one <laughs> and remembered by no one, even us, as we were watching the movie. So this will be a, perhaps a shorter discussion since we have gone on and on about this movie at length. So I guess I'll just open it up. What is your, looking back at the time we've spent now discussing this movie, what is your, is your, what do they call that? The overview, the five mile, you know, 30,000 30, foot, foot view. So yeah, Mark, what is your 30,000 foot view? Uh, we, we talked about how the plot was basically created by a bland committee 
of parents that of parents had never met a teenager. Right. And and so they're they're trying to create the bullet points of the talking points of the uh, what what they think the problem is and how the system works and is is jilted against them but it, it just didn't seem to work right right exactly so this movie goes through a lot because it uh we start with a 17 year old girl who um is uh, going through tough times because her parents just got divorced and she's her boyfriend dumped her and she meets an older man played by Antonio sabato jr who was not known at the time so not even he was known as uh nobody in this cast was there's not a single famous person that got anywhere near this movie which brian you said what about its legacy as far as the movies that came after it in this series how many were there right right so uh this series moment of truth made for tv uh on nbc uh was a series of 22 made for tv films um the first of which premiered in 1993 uh, and it went all the way, 22 films, uh, through 1998. And uh, Moment of Truth, Why My Daughter, was the first film in the series. Can so you be this... pissed if you were a producer and you, you're like set out, the writers and the directors and all the stuff, and they made this movie as number one, and you're like, <laughs> yes. I just signed up for 22 of these? <laughs> 21 more of these! 21 more? <laughs> Holy crap. Do we know any other titles in this series? Were they all were they all centered Terrible. around missing and exploiting children? I, were they all? I mean, yeah. Well, here, I'll go through the whole list. Oh, perfect. So so I'm not going to say moment of truth every time. So these all are moment of truth. So okay. a child too many. Uh, <laughs> stalking back. No. Uh, murder or memory. Uh, cradle of conspiracy. Broken, broken pledges. Uh, caught in the crossfire. <laughs> to walk again. Uh, <laughs> did that one have punctuation? <laughs> no, it did not. Oh, okay. I added that. <laughs> um, a mother's deception. Deceived by trust. <laughs> Eye of the stalker. The other mother. <laughs> Justice for Annie. Aww. When friendship kills. Ooh, and the most Portland uh, title ever: "Abduction of Innocence." <laughs> that is very Portland. Okay, for the next show, let's have watch a, all twenty-three. Let's of these all movies. watch twenty-two <laughs> of these movies, and a, as a marathon in real time, take a, right. a twenty-three hour span of our amazing. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's get a fourth person, and let's give them a list of. This is Ooh. either a movie made in Portland or something we fabricated <laughs> with a with a title and a short description. That would right? be a fantastic game. And so for like Joni Deroshi or somebody, yeah, somebody like yeah. that who who who's in our sphere. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you that know. would be a perfect thing to do at the podcast festival. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a really, really great idea. Mm-hmm. So we'll save that and the rest of our cool. reviews of the non-existent uh, podcast, <laughs> upcoming podcast festival. All right, um, I got to finish this list. I'm 15 sorry. in. I, oh, oh, I got to oh, do oh it now. God. Oh wow. Okay. Stand against fear. The accident. Ooh. Into the arms of danger. <laughs> Playing to win. Someone to love me. Shattered hearts. And the finale. Broken silence. 
Wow. I still can't get over too many children. Or what was that first one? Is like, oops, uh, <laughs> oops, <H>. all children. <laughs> a child too many, which is the true story of a surrogate mother who discovers that she is due to have twins, but the couple she is burying the children for only want one. Oh, Ooh. that is a child, child too, too many. many. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't have. So these all sound. Early. These all do sound like one of the big points that we were talking about before we realized we were just talking into the ether and none of it was being recorded. Was that this um, this movie is free on YouTube and it's listed like it was taped off of Lifetime Television. But then Brian, you corrected us that this was an NBC, uh, NBC series, and how that makes sense because all of the edges are so smoothed off for. 90s network television that not even these these like not tawdry but these very dramatic scenarios of of child you know sex slavery like all of that is rendered completely devoid of yeah anything and and it doesn't have that that lifetime edge that would have been nice in this Uh, but it does go through a lot she she goes um she finds antonio sabato jr who then pimps her out for her to start uh, working at a strip club and then as a prostitute and they break up and they get back together and blah 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 causing all these family dynamics and then she dies and the rest of the movie, the last half of the movie goes through the police procedural of trying to track him down and trying to prove that he did it and then putting him on trial and then suddenly there's a, a brother that shows up in, in, in the third long, act long lost prodigal son story who is there to only say she was my sister and then never to be seen or heard from again wouldn't it be great to just invent a spinoff of like his life it was a backdoor pilot movie for that guy speaking of, that, speaking of which did you hear about the uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff that we're getting no. Oh no. It wasn't yeah. enough that we had an actual uh, sitcom in the in the 90s that was or in the no, 80s that was Ferris Bueller. Yeah, no, not that, but uh do you remember the scene where um he drops off the uh the Ferrari with the uh the two valets? Yeah, it's a yeah, spin-off yeah. called whatever their character names were, is Day Off, and it's what happens to them when they take out the Ferrari. Mm. <laughs> I'm not oh making gosh. it up. This is a real movie that, that is, is now be, in production. I'm huh. I'm coining this now as as we go into the future of 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 the situation that you just described, and I'm going to call it the Dodson effect or the Dodson scenario, and that is named after Jurassic Park, whatever the newest one was. The main bad guy in that is a guy named Dodson. Which in the first movie, if you remember, a uh, guy from Seinfeld getting that Barbasol can yeah. and he sits down with the guy in the Panama hat who's trying to hide. He's like, don't say my name. And and um, guy from Seinfeld is like, Dodson, Dodson, we've got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. <coughs> and that's all we ever see of that guy. He's uh-huh. the main bad guy of the newest Jurassic Park movie. Okay. Oh my gosh. And so <laughs> that's going to be the Dodson effect of taking a character that barely exists right. and then totally. spinning him off into his whole new series of things to do. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, he was in the art gallery when they went when Ferris Bueller went to the art gallery. He has his own series now. <laughs> you could do a spin-off of like the 
couple in the background in the sidewalk cafe during a chase scene when their table <laughs> gets run over by a car like and the, that is just one moment of their progression like there's their life well and it out is of control because and, of that and i'm not super familiar with it other than it's is existence and idea but uh rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead and i think they are like those minor yeah. characters from another story like as the story is told through them which is it is funny to think of like you're just sitting there and all of a sudden like behind you at the cafe like a fast and furious level car chase where they're like dragging right. a safe through the city right. just happens behind you and like now your life lives in the wreckage that's of that event point. I, I guess that's how superman versus batman or whatever i guess that's that's literally how that movie opens up but um <laughs> Uh, there was uh, the locations all we there were some that we've seen Burbati uh, Burbati's pan was in there and because um, it was next to Whore Alley which I was very excited to see <laughs> show up again after the last innocent man with Ed Harris had a very prominent totally. even in the poster the wonderful poster that Drew Struzan esque poster yeah. for last innocent man uh, was uh, <laughs> was in Whore Alley. Um, uh, there was one really interesting thing that I found about this movie online. Um, so there's this website called moviechat.org, and um, they it, it's like a forum for discussing uh, old movies and stuff. And uh, this movie has had a thread or uh, going since uh, 17 years ago. Um, and uh, first of all, um, going back to the fact that you said this movie didn't star anyone that we recognize, well, I guess we thought that the uh, um, uh, Diana, her actress, uh, Jamie Lunar, um, yeah. people thought she was going to be big. Uh, so here's a post called, Jamie Lunar is hotter than Gillian Anderson. And what? let's see. <laughs> this child Jamie- is hotter than this adult. Jamie Lunar is more pretty than Gillian Anderson, and then people respond, Gillian Anderson is very lovely, but I must agree, Jamie Lunar is much better. She is prettier, younger, and has a much bigger bust line with a don't mess with me attitude. I can't wait to see her in more stuff. When was seven? Well, that was that was seventeen years ago. You said. Yeah. So when that was, was seventeen years ago? <clears throat> um, I want to say 1993, but it's probably 2008 or something. 2004. Oh my gosh! But the the main character girl and this movie, like I said, is free on YouTube and in very poor, uh, very poor quality. But the main Diane girl looks exactly like the girl who is in My Two Dads and then Step by Step. And I forget her name because she kind of pops up every now and then. But if you look up the girl from My Two Dads and and one of the sisters from uh, Step by Step, she looks exactly like that lady. Um, did we recognize the cemetery? There was a scene after Diane died where Antonio Sabato uh, oh, Jr. Right. shows up to crash the funeral for some reason. It's probably in and, the West Hills. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I it, didn't know. It looked like the cemetery that David Walker gave a eulogy at. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I have that on the map, so I'll have to go check that out. Because um, yeah, every even Portland was so bland in this that that it was unrecognizable anywhere. I thought the house that they were in, which was like one of the huge um, white houses, I'm like, oh, that's Eastmoreland. But then like later you see it on a street that looks like Southeast Portland. And I'm like, what is what is going on in this movie? <laughs> Nothing makes any sense. Yeah, um, there was the, there was the shopping mall that we 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a lengthy, like, 10-minute discussion about escalators (laughs) 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 and which mall they were in. That is lost to time now. I think we we concluded that it was at uh, Pioneer Courthouse Square Mall. Yes. Oh, a a term that I learned here was something that the police called, it's an NHI case, which is a Mm -hmm. no humans involved case, which they say for like if a, if some unidentified homeless person or drug addict or or prostitute is killed, they, they would say no humans involved uh, to, to show their, their uh, subhuman status. And that was a big thing. The dad in this, uh, or yeah, the dad in this is someone that was, also unknown at the time and fairly unknown now, but he was the dad on 90210 for its whole series run. So he is the biggest name on it, which is not a big name. And that was before 90210. So um, she was my daughter and my sister. <laughs> Still making me laugh really hard because we didn't see that brother show up until the 90 minute mark of a 93 been minute in like movie. Five seconds before that scene. <laughs> oh, and the friend, yeah, the last note I have was that the friend was named April Showers because she was a fellow, a fellow dancer. Um, ha. There, there was a scene was, I want to talk about um, that yeah. stood out to me. It, it just seemed so ridiculous, and the acting was so incredibly stilted, um, and the, the the dialogue was wonky. Uh, it, I, I don't know what's going on. No. What are you saying? What I'm saying is, what if we can build a case against him for racketeering? We could put him away for a long time. Racketeering? Racketeering in this case is forcing others against their will for illegal purposes. We're talking murder. He killed my daughter and I know it. No, you don't know that. And unless we prove it, the law says he's innocent. And all of our suspicions and all of your anger won't amount to a hill of beans. I I came here today to try to help. I know you did. Now, you got to trust me on this. To make this fly, I can't cut any corners. To build a case like this, you have to be very careful. Otherwise, we'll never get to first base. (laughs) So, how can I help? Try to be patient. And helpless. That's the real problem. AJ is walking around free as a bird, damaging other girls every day. Gail, if you're going to stay in the middle of this, you got to keep a clear head. I I want you to do me a favor. I want you to talk to this lady. She's good people. She can help. She's good people. What is she, some sort of psychologist? No, she heads an organization called Families of Murdered Children. <laughs> Families of Murdered Children. That did make me so, laugh. I'm like, they're going to, they need a better name for that group. Because, I mean, I guess it's oh, accurate, we're but like, maybe homicide we, or... I, I don't even think he's that, in... You, I don't even he think he said mur- it was Zoolander. murdered children. I think he just said families of murdered children. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, that's the room next door, and there's always like comical mishaps that the child of a murderer goes so into the murdered in, in children that one, room. In that one scene, we got family of murdered children. She's good people. Uh, families of murdered children. <laughs> 
uh, she's good people, hill of beans, and talking about getting to first base with her. <laughs> and even listening to that, I mean, it is so... There's even, like, great lines that could be great in movies like this, like... um like the mom keeps getting shut down because they can't find the daughter. They can't really prove it's Antonio Sabato Jr. or whatever it is. So the, the police in San Diego have moved on and the, the mom is like, they may have other cases, but I don't have a other daughter or something like, like that could be great. But like, even just listening back to that, it's like, it's so dull. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing to grab onto. Uh, too, yeah, too much and too little going on all at once because it just does speed by. It, it's kind of like oh. reefer madness for uh, prostitution. <laughs> That's yeah. true. This is Portland expose from 1993, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, because it is about that moral panic we were talking about earlier about the um, uh, Go Ask Alice and the uh, Rick Emerson's <laughs> book Unmask Alice and that moral panic and all of that. And it does just seem very... The same way D.A.R.E. curriculum is just like woefully out of touch as to how teenagers think, which always shocks me because like I know it's hard to remember things that were far back for us. But like, do we really not remember what it was like to be a teenager? Like right. it, it anyway, that's a whole other. Welcome to our other podcast. <laughs> um, Talking teens with Todd. <laughs> I blocked it out. Blocked out. I tried to block it out with why my daughter, but why my body refuses to stick to my brain. So I have to, re- I have to continue to remember my childhood trauma. Um, but yeah, the why my daughter title I mentioned before um, really culminated that style of titling with um, both not without my daughter, which was the Sally Field movie, and Mother May I Sleep with Danger which was the uh, TV movie with uh, Tori Spelling in it. Well, has there anything gone unsaid about Moment of Truth, Why My Daughter, or Why My Daughter, or Why My Daughter, Why My Daughter? (sighs) Nope. (laughs) Not for me. I think that really sums up the response to this movie, which isn't just is nothing. Crickets. It's like a reset. Yes, you're. It's like you're in you're in one of the depri- saltwater deprivation tanks where you can't feel the air, your body, like where they meet. That's kind of what watching this movie is, because like your your time and space is off. You don't know where you exist in the universe. Oh, I mean, yes, it's, re- it's hard enough to talk about this movie once, but to have to do it twice. That was the real damnable irony because not only is this movie terrible and forgettable and there's almost nothing to say about it, the 40 minutes we had done was probably, I would say, maybe after Slapped, our best episode. (laughs) So, You're welcome. Uh, So sadly, sadly, that's all we've got on Why My Daughter because there is just really not much to say. Um, which means it's all uphill from here. I think. I think the <laughs> the reset of slapped as far as uh, terrible content and this movie as far as it not being bad but just completely terrible, but completely forgettable. Um, there is really no other way 
to go down from here, is there? I say, taunting fate for whatever How- Brian <laughs> finds next time. How long have we been doing this show, you said? Five years? Four or five years. Yeah, yeah this is our 60-something episode. And we're really scraping the bottom five years in. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that it's not shocking that it's only... Although, you know, it's just like going to the bins where every time you think you found nothing, a a nugget emerges that has made the journey worth it. So we will have faith in the future that our next Portland movie... uh, My advice is don't get nuggets out of the bins. (laughs) Yeah. Todd's going to pinch off another nugget for us. (laughs) It's probably not chocolate. (laughs) All right, well, Uh, with that, uh, we are going to sign up. Sorry for the short episode, um, but at least we could uh, bring you something out of this. Uh, You'll just have to trust us that it was the best episode ever. ever. So thanks for taking the extra time, Mark and Brian. I appreciate it. Thankfully, We will talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brian, is is there anything for the Unipiper coming up? Uh, Yeah, there is the... uh, uh, Vancouver Comic Con coming up um, for for both of us. Yeah. Yes, um, I will be there as well. September seventeenth. Uh, check it out. I'm not sure what the website is, but hey, it's probably the Where only they... Comic Con in Vancouver. Where did they do that at the um, Ridge, at a Ridgefield? Mall. At a mall. Oh, oh, interesting. That's kind of a good idea because yeah. there's lots of space in a mall that lots needs using. Um, and then the next month in October is is retro gaming convention, correct? Or is correct. that correct? Yeah, the November fourteenth through the sixteenth of October, uh, we'll be back at the convention center for the that's right the retro gaming expo. I'm really excited for that. I've been finding some really good uh, VHS to have an ex- an exclusive collection of uh, VHS to sell there, as well as my notebooks and of course all of the Unipiper gear. Are you selling that new shirt? Uh, not yet. The, it, okay. the, the first place it will be available is going to be the uh, uh, Vancouver Comic Con. Oh, nice. It is an amazing new shirt with this awesome illustration by uh, our friend Michael Bayuth uh, and a great use of font uh, that you picked. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, other than that, you can listen to the Mark and Todd cast, which airs on the Fun Employment Radio Network, as well as, our, of course, our own podcast feed. So check that out for more. Mark and I, now that we are reunited once again on the Mark and Todd cast. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, Let's go out, I guess, just with this generic uh, TV movie music again. We will see you guys later. Don't listen to this while you're driving. Is this from this movie or is this just no, generic music? Just that, generic movie. I mean, if you told me this was the main theme of this movie, I would believe you. They may have other cases, but I only have one daughter. <laughs> I'm her brother. <coughs> Who? Who are you? Let's eat, Grandma. <laughs>